0: From the Old National Bank State Street Studio, you're listening to Waddle and Sylvie on the new home of the Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A Good Karma Brands radio station
1: back They're bringing a late blitzer. The linebacker picked up, stepping up against the pressure, stepping out of a potential sack. Fields, 45 to midfield, and a slide to the 49-yard line of Detroit. and a first down scamper. and a 13-yard pickup by Justin. Third and eight. Lions stack the line of scrimmage. They're coming strong with the blitz into the end zone. Field steps out of a break and tackle at the five. Another one to the 10. Sprints to the 15, 20, 25, and a slide across the third. He escaped all sorts of trouble and picks up 19 yards. Roshan Johnson to the backfield, snap to Fields, rolling to his right. Fields looking, got a keeper of the 10, to the 5, to the end zone! Touchdown! Touchdown Bears! And a juicy 7 for QB1! 11-yard run! And the Bears up 25 13 in the first minute of the fourth quarter here at Rockus Soldier Field. That's
2: right, Joniak and Thayer right here on ESPN 1000. Justin Fields. Juicy. Dynamic. Juicy. Hey. <laughs> 60 yards rushing. Braxy correctly uh, predicted that. I don't know did if he? you saw that on the. Uh, I didn't. Our, our, what did he predict? On our, pre- our pregame video. He uh, before I left for Soldier Field, I asked him for a prediction on video. He predicted sixty yards rushing, nailed the exact total. Damn. He predicted two hundred thirty-five yards passing. Nice. Jason at two twenty-three. Whoa! Look at him. But He predicted a Detroit win because of, of, a- because of because of St. Brown. But they, well, they by the way they kept in check. Oh, did not it, have but, himself a day. At oh all. my god! The, the, their two best offensive players they kept in check at least as far as the pass catchers. They kept everyone in check. You know,
3: it was, it was so cool to watch our team. This was a full role reversal. You would have thought we were the division-leading team and they were the cellar-dweller because our team was more disciplined. We only had four penalties. We had zero turnovers. Their team had eight penalties and three turnovers. They had all kinds of mental mistakes. like When you jump off sides on fourth and 13, mm. Like that's what you get. You get that. That's a play that our defense would have done would have mistake our defense would've made earlier in the season.
2: They would jumping off sides on four and thirteen. They've got to be going crazy in Detroit, right? Oh my god. After the month they've had, so they they nearly lost to the Bears. They they got the the Packers took it to them, absolutely, and then like they should have lost to the Saints, yeah. They in a game on. that Derek Carr got knocked out of, yes, and then they got beat by the Bears, yeah. That's a bad four game stretch. Listen, that's they're not what I a said. contender. No, they,
3: they that was total role reversal. We looked like the team that had the nine win rec- or nine wins on our record, and they looked like the team that had the four or five wins on their record. And it's great to see our team was more disciplined. They delivered in the clutch. Our team
2: played like a team that was leading the division, not the team that was in last place in the division. Did you read the stat that I tweeted out, too, about Justin and his rushing big picture? I did not. Okay, so tell me what you think about this stat. We know he can run the ball. This is not a passing stat. So, like, you're either going to say, wow, that's an awesome stat, or, okay, I want to see more with the arm. Or, we know he can run, it's a great running back stat. Justin Fields is the first NFL player since 1970. So this is the first, not quarterback. Yeah. He is the first NFL player since 1970 with 300 yards rushing uh, or 300. Let me start this again. 300 rushing attempts, 2,000 rushing yards, a six-yard rushing average after 36 games. So no player since 1970 has ever had those collaborative stats of 300 rushing attempts, 2,000 rushing yards, a six-yard rushing average after only 30 uh, 36 games or more.
3: Yeah, there's no denying his dynamic ability to run the football without like, question. I
2: said I said to the guys that go, "Well, what about like Barry Sanders? What about some of the greats?" And they go they didn't have a six yard average. No. Like this is this is like even uh Lamar, uh Cam Newton, like yeah. no he has done something with the legs. And and like this goes back to the Ohio State stuff where he was a pocket guy. Sure. And we knew he had the ability to run, but he was never a dynamic rushing quarterback there. That he has done something with his legs that no NFL player has ever done.
3: No, I, I'm not surprised. I, I mean, I said it last year. I think that he, he shocked the NFL and the NFL defenses. They know he, You know he's a dynamic athlete, but when you see how big he is and how strong he is, how many times, whether it was against the Vikings a couple of ye- uh, weeks ago or yesterday, did a, a defensive lineman who's all of 265 or 270 have him in their grasp? And because he's so strong and powerful, he's able to escape their 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 you know that death grip. It's crazy, and I think people. I think he shocked people last year how hard he was to bring down and how fast he ran by them. So yeah, I'm, that doesn't. I the, I did see a stat about how he registered at the top of a list as well. One of the first to I think run for three thousand yards and. Pass for 5,000 yards, something like that. I did see some stat like that. Like he's only the second or third. Well, not 3,000 because
2: he just rushed
3: for 2,000. Yeah,
2: 2,000 and 5,000, something like that. I saw that stat. And then the other one that we talked about, then we'll get to your calls is, you know, we were always saying after, um, you know, when he came back with a thumb that it's up to these last seven games. So three of them are gone. Um, In the last three games, these first three of the seven are gone. He is, here are his numbers. He's 62 of 93. That's a 66.7 percentage completion rate. 609 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, and he's also rushed for 221 yards and a rushing touchdown. It's pretty damn good. Yeah. Pretty pretty good. It's so what they've asked. I mean, it was, listen, seven, seven games.
3: And they're 2-1. The NFL season is a lifetime. And we've always said you can change the narrative by changing the narrative. And while they up at Hallis Hall may have a firm lean in one direction, it ain't over till it's over. So you got four more games. Whether it's the coach or the quarterback for both guys and other players on this team and
2: inside the organization to make a statement. Yep. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Sal in uh, Connecticut. You're on ESPN hey one thousand. What's up, Sal?
4: Hey, a couple of points on Matt Eberflus. Regardless if he wins another game this year, I think he should come back. Um, he took a team that was a rebuilding team. And let me give you examples of a couple other coaches, guys. Zach Taylor of Cincinnati Bengals in 2019 went 2-14, 4-11, third year goes to the Super Bowl. Dick Vermeil in 1997 with the St. Louis Rams, 5-11, 4-12, Super Bowl. Bill Walsh with the San Francisco 49ers his first year, 2-14, 6-10, Super Bowl. Dick Vermeil again with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles in 76, four and 10, 5 and nine, a nine and seven playoffs. Chuck Noll with the Pittsburgh Steelers, one 13 thirteen, five and nine, six and eight, fourth year playoff. Even Andy Reid, his first year with Philadelphia, five and eleven, and then he gets fired uh, when he goes four and twelve. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, one and fifteen. Even Bill Belichick. Uh, three and ten. Sound. Sound. Time out. You know, Let me just five
3: top. Hall of Famers. Yeah, I was just going to say five Hall of Famers and Chuck Knox. I don't think he's in the Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah, Zach he, Taylor. He, here, 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 Chuck, Chuck Knox. He is, may but, be. I but don't know. The
4: thing. But, but here, hold up, guys. Here's the thing. But if we take your philosophy, after their second year, they should have been fired because they have the same record as Matt Eberflus. They would have never been Hall of Fame coach. They didn't have the talent. Once they got the talent, they win. You win with talent. Those guys had the same record their first two years as Matt Eberflus. Once they got the talent, they started winning. If if we take your philosophy and you know, other fans' philosophy, they should have been fired at the end of their second year.
2: I Sal, I can name a lot of guys who started their first two years with those records and who are continue. Com- who are yeah, and continuing and are complete boobs. Like I mean, I I, and I'm, that I'm that not you, calling Iberflus a here. boob. I'm just saying you can you can get an upgrade. You can upgrade this. Like so, what are you going to do? You're going to fire Getsy? Or are you going to bring everyone back and hire a new D.C.? What are you
4: doing here? I I would fire not. It hasn't happened before that you don't fire your offensive defensive coordinator and you bring uh, other coaches in. So let uh, me ask you
2: this, Sal. So knowing... he would fire no offensive coordinator. So so then, okay, let me ask you this. Knowing that Eberflus is still probably on the hot seat after bringing him back next year, which offensive coordinator worth his salt is going to sign up with Matt Eberflus to come to Chicago when there are going to be eight new coaches out there and all of them are going to have a new contract and they're going to go with them. Why would Matt Eberflus get his pick of the litter of OC? No one's going to want to sign up for that. And then and then, what, if, are you going to draft a quarterback then with Eberflus and then start then developing a quarterback and then fire him the following year if he doesn't do well and pull the rug out from the new quarterback?
4: You, you can always bring it. Well, in terms of the offensive coordinator, defense coordinator, it's always happened in the past where you you brought in uh, offensive and defensive coordinator. In terms of quarterback, um, it, it all depends what happens on January eighth or January ninth. Uh, do you stay with Justin or do you go with somebody else? We still don't know that. You guys are saying what happens next four or five games. We still need to know what who, who are the quarterbacks coming up, coming out, and how do they measure with Justin Fields? The personality in terms of handling pressure. Are we getting the next Zach Wilson? Are we getting the next C.J. uh, Stroud? Stroud. Are we getting, you know, so... Well, this is Sal.
3: Sal, this is where I would say, like, you have to have an expectation level for the people making decisions. If people say this all, well, you could get Bryce Young instead of C.J. Stroud. Well, be the Texans. Don't be the the Carolina Panthers. That's the easiest way that I I can say
4: it. We can figure that out on January 9th. Absolutely. what what, what What coach right now... Are you guys talking about that? We could bring in, unless Jim Harbaugh comes in here, unless okay. one of his Hall of Fame coaches come in here. Sal. the other coaches you're bringing in are basically in the same boat as Matt Eberflus. You don't know what you're getting. At least we know what we have with. Them. Okay,
3: Sal. Let me then then let's circle back to the point Sylvie made and Sal, something thanks. we talked about all all week last week. What offensive coordinator are you going to get to replace Getzey that stays on this staff, knowing that this staff? I mean, what if what if you keep this coach? And I give Coach Eberflus a lot of credit for how things have transpired. Like last year when things, you know, in a full rebuild, he was able to steady that ship. This was a pretty disciplined group last year. It's one of the things that has been disappointing for for us this year. They've been a heavily penalized team this year. Last year, they were not a very heavily penalized team. They played hard. There was only a couple incidents where they let go of the rope, so to speak, last year. They played hard for him. This year, there have been some some unsatisfactory moments. The last couple of weeks, they're pointed in the right direction. So you give credit where credit is due. No offensive coordinator is going. I don't believe. I think you nailed it perfectly. Worth his salt is going to salt is going to take this. Do you want? Okay, I've heard somebody say, "Well, promote from within." So once again, you want to promote somebody who's never, never called, called plays. plays? Like it just look. This is not an indictment, a full-scale indictment of, of everybody. I think it's a great comparison to the Cubs. Nobody thought David Ross was the worst manager in the National Football, or in the Major League Baseball. They felt they had an opportunity to upgrade with somebody. You can look at the body of work of Matt Eberflus, and again, there's four games left. We're assuming, don't make any assumptions either way. I think they're pointed in the right direction based on what we've seen over the last three or four or five games. But you have no idea what they're going to do between now and the end of the season. Two weeks from now, maybe they go to Cleveland and beat the Browns. And then after that, they come home and then they beat the Cardinals. And we're all singing the same song. Or maybe they go to Cleveland and they don't win. And maybe they come home and the Cardinals beat us. And at that point, you're a five-win team with ten losses. Are we still having this? All I'm saying is, is let it play out. Let it play out over the next four games. The good thing is is you don't have to make a decision right now. Right now, And the other good thing is is if your quarterback plays good football between here and the end of the season, nothing bad can happen from that. He can either reassert himself as your
2: quarterback going forward, or if he plays well, he'll be desirable to other teams. Yeah, we got some good audio on that, too. I I think it's only going to help leverage a trade either way. Like you've there's got the number bad. one pick and a good, and Justin Fields playing well. It's only going to help Absolutely. your leverage in making a trade either there's, way. There's no doubt. So if you're going to keep Fields you want him to- and you have the number one pick and you want to trade the number one pick, you say, Well, I don't have to trade the number one pick. I could trade Fields and get a boatload for him, yeah. and then and then another team could panic and say, "Well, we'll give you even more for the number one pack. There is zero or the other way around. There's zero
3: negative attached to Justin playing well. It's
2: only going to help. It only helps you, regardless everything.
3: of what your decision is. And again, people, real quick, their decision up at Hallis Hall is an important one because they're going to have the first overall selection again. If, he's the, if they have 14, 15, or 16, we're not having this conversation. But they have the number one pick again. And they have to decide, is there someone in the draft that they believe, Ryan Poles and his staff believes, can get this team to somewhere that Justin can't. And if that's the case, they pivot and go that direction. If they do all of their due diligence on all these guys and they say, look, nobody is knocking my socks off. Then you continue to move forward with the guy you have, and you try to build the best possible team, and you hope that he grows with that team as time goes on. It's a pretty good variety of solutions Great. at your disposal. Yeah,
2: Jimmy on the north side, you're on ESPN 1000.
5: What's up, Jimmy? What's up, fellas? Best to your family. Yeah. Yours too. Yeah. W- welcome back from witness protection, Sylvie. No, uh, I
2: wasn't in witness protection. I was in
5: Cancun. Why would you be in witness uh, yeah. protection? Because of his Packers takes. Um, I mean, no! Yeah, you'll sorry. see.
2: You know, you're caught in the moment <laughs> here.
5: You'll see. Now, no, tonight no, no. tonight uh, they'll win. But so I think yesterday, guys, the um, that was uh, one of the biggest wins in several years. I think for the Bears. Why? I think Poles is uh, you know a persistent draft, drafting of athletic players is starting to. They're starting to develop into good football players. Um. And, you know, you know the Floose thing, you know, Floose is 5-8, and eight, and the Bears would be 7-6 and six if they didn't have two of the most monumental uh, losses uh, to date. So I, I think there's cause for him to get fired. I'll give you guys the fact that he has four, four more games. But really what I wanted to talk about is fields. And I think something that's overlooked quite often is his leadership. He's got that entire locker room bought in. He takes accountability when he doesn't play well, and he's always up. Um, you know, he's also making progress. And I guess my question is: Do you guys really think he's plateaued as a quarterback? No, I don't.
2: No, I don't. I you no. Know what I don't think either of us have said plateaued. Absolutely no. not. I wouldn't use right. that word. I. I
3: well, mean, been consistently good enough. I mean, that would be a better
5: way to have a conversation. But that plateaued. Fourth and thir- sorry, that fourth and thirteen play though. That was a very heads-up play. Well, that, yeah, that, that is that that is what, that's a play every time. quarterback in the league that, is that's what they practice, conditioned that. to, so, to make. Cole Comet was very was was very complimentary to the to you know the heads-up uh, specifically with Fields, but you, you know I don't know obviously how often that happens in the NFL. But I do think the NFL is turning into a two-quarterback league. Guys, look at the pocket passers in particular that are uh, stuck. Are uh, injured, and then the ass clowns that they have as backups. The, the Bears need to <laughs> you, use ass clowns. <laughs> Why not? But I you know, like, it. like you? Like you guys it. see these these guys? Like they have no backup plan. I think it's important for the Bears to consider going forward. I look. Uh, I so, don't.
2: I think if they draft a quarterback, Justin will demand a trade.
5: Like I think they should move him. Yeah. 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 I mean you're, you're not going they, to draft be some... an asset. Yeah, I mean so come on, Jimmy. To your guys' point, January 8th, January 9th, that's when it gets important. For, for the time being, can we keep our mocks in our pants no. for a little while? No, well, I, well, I rock out with my mock-out. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was a good win, guys. and I, uh, I'm looking forward to this team developing further.
2: Yeah, look, what, what, what fun is it to just talk about a victory Monday and that's it? Look, you have to look beyond the quarterback, too,
3: to look at this football team and, and, and be excited. Because there are pieces, I don't mean to be whiny here, but there there are pieces in place. We've had this conversation a bunch that are are pretty exciting. Yeah, Darnell Wright, Tevin Jenkins, uh, D- DJ Moore. I think Cole Komet has found his stride in the manner in which they're using him. Brisker and Gordon, two guys that everyone was pissed off that they drafted. I like the running back room. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think that their cornerbacks are very good. Montez Sweat has had such an impact on this team. Dexter got his first sack. Like, the, Look, they're not a finished product, but I think Ryan Poles, who's had his misses, has overall overall, has done a, a really nice job early improving this roster and things that
2: you can build going forward with. What, What's the latest toward the Harbaugh's contract? I know that was floated. I wrote last week about going to get Harbaugh. Like, I'm all in on that now. And I've been always been a pro Harbaugh guy, but I'm all in on that. And then there was talk about, but he's not signed that, or there, uh, uh, not that
3: I know of, like, not that I know of. I don't know that he has signed
2: that. That seems light too for a contract extension, to eleven him years to stick or eleven million five, for five yeah, years. Like, doesn't that seem light? Like, isn't the average salary right now for a top end coach about fifteen million? Oh, I didn't know that in college. Is it? I didn't know. No, I no, it was 10 no, million. in the NFL. Oh, the NFL that. Don't, like, the Pete Carrolls of the world make 15 to 20? Didn't Sean Payton make Probably, 20? Yeah. Like, like, 10 to 20? I, I want to like say that. that, like, the top five to eight coaches make about McVay and yeah. the Belichick and those guys make that. I would think if he would come out to the NFL and the, the Bears would, it would start at $15 million per year. And why not? Like, what, 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 is that? what does that do to your salary cap? Why wouldn't the McCaskies hire cap? Nothing. That has no effect on your salary cap. None. Uh, Jeff and Morris, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jeff? Hey guys, they're
0: not here to start no trouble. They're, they're just, just ready to do the Super Bowl shuffle. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they like I said, guys. I called. I called after the Lions game. You know, I said they could run the table. Um, it's you know, I thought the I thought the Vikings game was going to be the toughest one. Just some about that freaking defense. Just. It's not, you know, they just could not figure it out, but they got through it, you know. You got the, um, you know, the, the Browns coming up, and they just gave up a bunch of points to the the, the, the Jags. Um, I just want to share this stat about Justin Fields this year. Um, so as of now, he's got a a, a 91.8 passer rating, which is higher than Joe Burrow, and it's higher than Trevor Lawrence. His Touchdown to interception ratio is higher than Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. And his rushing yards per game, uh, which is about 51, is higher than both Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson. Wait, what is this?
2: In how many games? And and for what? This year. This year. This is Justin Field's stats this year? This year,
0: his. Let me say it one more time. His passer rating, ninety-one point eight. Okay, it's higher than Joe Burrow's and Trevor Lawrence's. Let me
3: stop right there, Jeff. Would you rather have Justin or, or Joe Burrow?
0: Would I rather have Justin or Joe Burrow? Well, I mean, uh, Joe Burrow's on IR, and then Justin's, uh, you Come know, two and zero. I right now, I'd rather have Justin.
2: Now, if you, if you, yeah. do you think the Bengals would too? <sighs> If you call the Bengals right now and say you can have an active Justin Fields and we'll take your hurt guy, what do you think the Bengals would say? Yes? I know, probably not because they drafted Joe Burrow
0: like and, we drafted and, and Justin and he,
3: Fields. And he took him to the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, he took him to the Super Bowl with a, a pretty good cast of characters. Do you DeMar think we Chase, can get
2: Mahomes? Can we? Can we get Mahomes today? Or Josh Allen? Buy straight low on Mahomes, maybe, or or yes, or Josh Allen. Josh Allen.
0: Well, the way, like, the way Mahomes has been playing, he hasn't been playing like uh, the MVP like he does on those uh, uh, State Farm commercials. So Jeff, been, again, has- I'll ask you again:
3: Would you rather have Justin or Patrick Mahomes? Give me Justin Fields. Okay. Great call, Jeff. Yeah, guys. Have a good one. You too, buddy. <laughs> Jeff is right, though. Like, he called in and said they were going to run the table. So far, he's two for two.
2: Is that a bet? No. He, he He's serious? Yes. You know what uh, Cap would tell him, don't you? <laughs> cap you know what cap would yell at him Uh, take that he would say stay off the roads roads my my wife and kids are my kids (laughs) drive on it's got to be a bet he doesn't he doesn't like i'm all for progress and and i love that justin's better today than he
3: was he's a better quarterback today than he was early in the season he's a better quarterback this year than he was last year there's progress there
2: I've got a I've got a Justin
3: Fields versus Player B for you tomorrow. Too. Oh boy! Let me give you real quick. I, I this to is the other side. This is the conundrum that is Justin. The last four starts, he's played the Vikings twice and the Lions twice. Correct. Two pretty good teams. The Lions are a bottom ten defense. In those games, he's thrown thirty five of fifty six for three hundred ninety two yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, six sacks. He's rushed for one hundred sixty two yards, one touchdown, one fumble on the ground. So. As an offense, against the Lions, they've scored five touchdowns offensively, seven field goals. Against the Vikings, who are a top ten defense in six plus quarters, because you remember he got hurt in the third quarter. He's thirty-three of forty-seven for two hundred and seventy-five yards, zero touchdowns, one interception. He's taken seven sacks. He's rushed for one hundred and five yards and zero touchdowns. Against the Vikings in but six plus he, quarters. They've scored zero touchdowns against the Vikings in six plus quarters and six field goals with it. This is the conundrum. Yeah. Because when it's you... It's that gray. Yes. And in in I'm not trying to paint him in a bad light or a positive light. This is the conundrum. This is why it's so difficult. I'm confused. There are flashpoints where you're like, hell yeah. And then there are other moments where you're like, hell no. And at the end of the day, when you make your evaluation, Ryan polls, you have to make the decision... Is there a better option out there? Because I have access to make that change if I want to, that I wouldn't if, in fact, I had the 15th pick of the draft. So I can give you how he's performed against the Vikings. And listen, that's a tough defense to play against because Brian Flores is bringing stuff that most people don't see. Zero touchdowns against the Vikings this year. Now, they won the game. They kicked four field goals. But zero offensive touchdowns against the Vikings in six-plus quarters against the Lions, significantly better. So you have to then put it all into your calculator. When we play teams that confuse you or give you different looks or come after you with a pass rush or whatever the case may be, the middle to better defenses are giving us significant m- more trouble, as they would all quarterbacks, than the, the, the lesser defenses. And so you have to ask yourself the question, does this quarterback get me to hear or can he get me to the top of the mountain? Can I get out of that pack of in the hunt with him with a better crew? Can I become one of those teams that is top five or six in the conference with him when we improve around him? Or even if we improve around him, can we still get or do we
2: stay in the middle? It's such a, it's a you great know what point. I mean? Yeah, I t- totally do. And, and to that end, you always joke with me about something that... My sports nightmares keeps keep me up at night. That's I want to tell you what keeps me up at night. This is the latest thing that is keeping me up at night. I want to share it with you. It has to do with Justin. Oh, I thought it had to do with something baseball related. Oh no, night. well that's at four o'clock. Uh, this is about Justin. This is my number one sports nightmare that's keeping me up at night. I'll get to it next.
0: Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. This is Waddle's World. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets over. Bears
2: legend. Amazing. Nine career TDs in the NFL.
0: He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Playing on entertained? Are you not entertained? It's time to find out what's on Tom's mind. is that why you're here? As we go inside Waddle's World.
3: Yeah, Waddle's World is brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. To find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank, visit Wintrust.com slash find us. Member FDIC. We'll save the craziness for tomorrow. It is Bears Victory Monday.
2: We'll play uh, some of the uh, top ten songs and then narrow it down to the five finalists. For our, our parody song contest. And thank you all for the entries. This is, this is what's keeping me up at night. Lately. I've been sweating profusely for three
3: straight nights. and has had nothing to do with sports. But I hope so that you sweat better than me. Are, the,
2: the night Jesus. sweats are the worst. I've lost five, four or five pounds just from Not sweating. Not the way you want to lose it. No. Uh-huh. No. Not the way it's been going around, too. So Carmen's sick now. Oh, yeah. Carmen Who
3: started it here. Keith Williams. He may have. Peggy was over sitting in your seat, coughing like she was headed for the hospital. But she's better now. I don't want to point the finger at anybody. I don't know how. It's cold and flu season. Neller yeah. yeah. was complaining recently, I think early last week, about a little was, sinus. He was, but he never missed any time. I could not have worked Friday if you were had promised me a winning lottery ticket. Oh, really?
2: Yeah. That, no. And you usually do not tap it's out. It's the
3: first, first day of work I've missed because of health since COVID. Right. And prior to right. that, I hadn't missed a day of work because of health in like five, six, seven, maybe 10 years Yeah. when since, I pooped myself yeah. after right. uh,
2: coming back from LA. Yeah, I've got a poop story for you, too. Liam was joking about that uh, today about diarrhea. I've got a diarrhea story for you, Liam. Uh, but that's that things, not that that I'm on my solidified. diet. Um, yeah, now it is. Yeah. It went from uh, water to mud. (laughs) I'm, I'm muddy now. Yeah. It was a big step for me. That's Montezuma's revenge. There's nothing, there's nothing worse than that. Montezuma's revenge. I was in Cancun for the week is a, is a fancy way to say I, we had food poisoning in Cancun. Bro, there is, there's nothing worse. And we, we zeroed in on the, 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 the shrimp tacos that we ordered off menu that they once had and they didn't have, and we said, Hey, can you make us some of those shrimp tacos you used to have?
3: And yes, said, yeah.
5: probably a reason they were off menu.
2: And, but they were so good there before Kevbo. And they Kev said, Bo. see, they said, see, we can do that. And so I said, Okay, that's great. And they tasted good. My wife and I both had that, and that's what we ate. But then six like, what's the time for food poisoning? It's like six to eight hours, isn't it? Six to eight yes. hours yes. later, there we were. Sharing the toilet. Wow, that is not good, bro. You know you love someone. Yes. Where you are sharing the diarrhea toilet.
3: At any point, did you have to hang it into the tub?
2: No. no okay. No, no. No. Like that. Like or the shower. She had it coming out of both ends. Oh gosh. There's I only had it coming out of the back end.
3: But what happened if if like the the the, the toilet was in use, occupied?
2: Could you have hung it into the shower if you had to? I never had it like that bad where I had to run to the toilet, where I was out of control, um, bad. But, but your wife
5: had it worse. Yeah. At that point, too, you got to go to the hotel lobby. If you if you gotta go, no, 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 no. 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 The hotel lobby is the nicest part. They They
2: have nice restrooms. They do have nice restrooms. You want the comfort of your own room? Yes. I, I, I can't do that. Not when you're, uh, and you got the cramps.
5: Oh, make everybody you're else pay him. for it, too. Stink up the hotel lobby restaurant. You just, you just referenced Lou
3: He had the cramps. The
2: cramps. And I'm telling you, when, when it all settled down, this was Wednesday. We were we we were in bed all Nothing. day Wednesday. Oh, God. In the bed and in the bathroom all day Wednesday. And then third by Thursday midday, it kind of broke where we could go down to the pool, sit in the shade. Yeah. We were down there for, like, three hours. We came back up, and that room smelled like crap. Like, it smelled like pure sewer. Could you have lit a candle?
3: Could you have asked for a candle?
2: When you've been in it for so long... Yeah.
3: You don't realize just how bad... You didn't
2: real Like, it smelled like a sewer district. Yeah. Like the the sanitation center.
3: There's nothing worse. Like, I, I felt, like, hot garbage for the last couple of days... But there will be nothing I don't believe that will ever compare. I had the same experience in uh, – uh, where, where is – Cabo. Cabo, yeah yeah. 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 yeah, and, and you stayed in a really wait. nice resort, I couldn't too. wait to go
2: to the resort. And, and I the- love the resort that yes. we stay in, and I trust it, and I love the – the we at the sports bar in our hotel, I trust the food, I love the food. I've been going to Mexico for 25 years. This has not happened to me since the early 2000s. Gone to Mexico twenty plus times since the last time it's happened. I'll still go back. I won't eat at the bar anymore. Um, but but still, ah, oh, it stinks. That's oh, And you don't want to. Lose I feel bad my dad. for you. So yeah. that that's not the nightmare though. Here's the nightmare, Waddle. Tell me if 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 you can understand where I'm coming okay, from. Okay, let's this. hear it. I do worry that they trade Justin. Yeah, and I do see him it's kind of like the ex-girlfriend and you see the ex-girlfriend out with the new boyfriend and they do look great together and you're like ah, oh, it could have been us and Justin is thriving in the new environment and, and you're like oh if we only could have done this better and man we let him go and we just didn't take care of him the right way and now he's thriving. So I I fear I I do fear for that. I fear that we're going to tr- we could trade him and we draft a quarterback and he's going to thrive and he's going to take the next step. And on the other hand, I fear that we keep Justin and for the second year in a row, we trade the number 1 pick and we watch Another quarterback like C.J. Stroud lighted up. And for the second year in a row, we're banging our heads against the wall saying that could have been us. Two years in a row, one year, it's one thing. Two years in a row, we didn't draft another young, great quarterback. So it could happen both ways. Too much is given, much is expected. So my point is... I'm fearful of both. I'm, I'm I'm fearful of both. All I'm asking is, sort of like what you said earlier, is I'm asking for them to get it right. Of course, that's what I, that's what Ryan's paid for. Yeah, I'm not. I, I don't care what is the which path it is. Right. I, all I'm asking is get it right. Get it effing right. I'm with you one thousand percent. So, so I, I, I I'm not going to bank on. I'm riding with Justin Roales or I'm riding with the number 1 pick who's a quarterback for one time in my damn life. Get it right. One time. We've never gotten it right a quarterback. Never for one time in my life as a Bears fan. I want them to get it F and right. That's it. That's it. I don't want to turn around next year and say damn it, we could have had that young quarterback or say damn it we got rid of Justin too early. I want to get it right for once. And
3: and as I said, too much is given, much is expected. I'd rather be in Ryan Poles' shoes than not be in his shoes.
2: Oh, you've got it all. You've
3: got, you've got the opportunity to make either decision. Now you've got to make the right decision. And it comes down to whether or not, and again, we have laughed at the concept of, of conviction, but if you're convinced that there is somebody in this draft that you can't pass up, then guess what? You can't pass him up. If there is indecision involved in, in that, that decision, then, then by all means, stick with what you've got and try to, to, to create a better atmosphere in totality. I, I mean, he, this is a tough choice. It will be made tougher if Justin continues to play well. But it's a great position. You're in the catbird seat. Like
2: you, I mean, beyond the catbird seat. Think about it. You will have the number one pick in one of the best quarterback drafts. You will also hopefully have a valuable a quarterback, a quarterback who maybe is playing the best he's played in three years. Correct. And you can and you can get a lot for him. You can choose to keep him. You can get a lot for the number one pick. You could choose to draft the best quarterback. You have every option available. You have the choice. Let me ask you a question. Because this is a
3: conversation you and I have had a ton over the course of years. If you have a good quarterback, and and we'll just use that term loosely, okay? Just for the, the, the discussion. Whether it's Kirk Cousins. Or it's Jared Goff who's playing lousy right now. But if you have a good quarterback, you've always had the perspective, while this may be good, I want great. I've always, yes. So, I would say to you, if you're afraid to go off of what you've seen from Justin now to go in a different position, but you were more than willing to pivot away from Kirk Cousins to go in a different dis-
2: like. And then what, one thing about Kirk Cousins that I've always not liked is what he's been paid. Well, you're going to have right, to pay and that, Justin. And that, that is coming up. I don't want to sit here in a year from now keeping Justin, in it, like with Eberflus, the same thing, and, and regret my decision to keep him a year from now, and the best chance to draft his replacement has passed you by. Twice. Twice. And then now all of a sudden you're a 9-8 and team with him just playing good, and now you've got to pay him when he's just good. You don't want to pay a good quarterback like Daniel Jones $40 million. I don't want to do that. I want to pay a great quarterback great money. I don't ever care about that. Ever, ever, ever. That's why
3: I'm saying, like, if I'm misrepresenting you, tell me. Have if you were a Vikings fan, wouldn't you have been willing to move away from Kirk yes. Cousins and the payment, especially
2: if you had the number one pick? And yeah. Kirk
3: has done a lot of good things yes. in the National Football League. Yeah. So someone with his resume, if you were willing to move off of him because you don't think you think there's a cap to his ceiling, and you don't want to pay that price, this is kind but, of the same. Discussion. But is there a
2: cap on Justin Field's ceiling yet? I don't know. I, and, I, I like, mean, like, if you don't know, do you know? I'm, I'm fearful. Like, I, I think I know. I, I think I. I don't think. I, I don't think he's the one. I, I then what
3: are you, you? Now you're
2: talking. Like, <laughs> I don't. I, like, you know how I felt. I like. I like Justin. I don't love Justin. I'm in like with him. That's why it's I a like difficult position. Does, I,
3: I don't think anyone. Anyone here I've ever talked to said he's horrible. He's not. He's a good quarterback. He's good. But you're in a position now to make the decision. Do I move on from good with the potential of great? Is there uncertainty with that? Of course there is. But that's the job of a general manager. This is why I can't sit here and tell you, you definitely have to move off of Justin because Drake May or Caleb Williams is the answer. I'm not a college football quarterback expert. Right. Like, I, Mel and, and Todd McShay and other guys who watch every single snap, they may be able to come to a conclusion that I, I can't come to with any degree well, of seriousness because the, I
2: haven't seen it. Even the experts get it wrong. Of course. are like, even the expert, even the, the, the team with the number you one pick got it wrong. that You can argue that the Houston Texans yeah, yeah. indirectly got, got it r- right. Right, when they got it wrong because they wanted originally Brace Young. Right, and, and like the Carolina Panthers, if you the believe what you hear, wanted... CJ Stroud,
3: but right. the owner so wanted. So Bryce like, there's a degree of, of good fortune that also has to be factored in. Like, this is why it's such. So that an that keeps interesting. me up at night.
2: I just yeah. want. I'm not being greedy by saying I want them to get. Well, like with all the options, just get it right. right. Whichever that is,
3: I'm with you a hundred percent. Like, you know, my dog in this hunt. Is the best Bears quarterback that we've had in our life. That's what I want. Yes. I don't care what his name is. I mean, neither.
2: I don't care. Just I don't care him. who he is. Give me if it's Justin, it's Justin. If it's Drake May, it's Drake May. If it's Cable, Caleb Williams, get it right. Get it right. And next year at this time, I want to be singing that guy's praises. Yes. I don't care. I don't want to like have to back a guy now. Just a year from now, get it right. 3, I'm with 3, you 100%. 312-332-3776. 2, 3, 2, 3, 2, 3, we'll take your calls coming up.
4: ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports.
0: You're listening to Waddle & Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat.
2: Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. Some Otani talk coming up, too. By the way, some baseball conversation and some of the stuff that developed over the weekend. If not Shohei, then who? It's a great question for Jed. There there are a lot of guys available. Uh, John in Phoenix wants to talk Bears. John, bears. you're on ESPN 1000. What's on your mind?
6: Thanks for having me on, boys. Happy Bears win Monday yes. to both of you. Same Good to you, uh, John. So, I just, you know, I hear what you guys are saying about Caleb and Drake May. I agree. If we go another direction, just for the love of everything, get it right, right? Get it right. But this morning, I was listening and watching uh, Cap and Jay Hood and and reading some of the messages under there, and it kind of at times feels like Justin can't do enough. Like, he he could have the greatest game, and, and the haters will still find something to critique and I just wanted to say can we just give the man some flowers for pulling off an Aaron Rodgers-esque uh get the guy to jump off sides and get burned downfield I can't I can't even recall how many times I watched Rodgers do that to us with Jordy Nelson and I would just get sick in my living room so I thought that was one of the most beautiful plays I've seen in at least I don't know six to seven years of watching Bears football Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah.
3: Thank you, John. Listen, this is what I said about the, the Lions look like the Bears of early in the season, and we look like a nine and four team, nine and three team yesterday with how they comported themselves. Lions committed eight penalties and three turnovers. We committed, uh, committed four penalties and zero turnovers. We made all the right decisions, but we, I mean the Bears. Right. Like that is a think about that play in itself because that's pretty much the turning point in the game, right? Fourth and 13. How on God's green earth do you jump offside on 4th and thirteen? Especially their best player. Right. And and the fact that their lack of discipline gave the Bears a free play, and then the Bears had the
2: discipline to run that free well, play in the manner in which they had practiced it. I get it, it. And, and I do give them credit. That's, that's the scripted play, Absol- though. That's what the Bears practice. Correct. The Bears are out there to get them to jump off sides. And if they do, to run yes. that play. Now, 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 right now convert it. Like, they're yes. not out there to just get them off sides and of then to no. dirt the ball. No. They're out there once they see them jump off sides to then go deep Correct. and use the free play to, that to every, score a touchdown. Every NFL team right. in the in the, yes. foot, in the league, that's what you're trying to do. Justin mentioned that in the post-game press conference. Like yes. That's what we practice in. In That's what the Lions practice. Yes.
3: That's what the Vikings practice. That's what everybody practices. And if, God forbid, the opponent does something stupid the way that the Lions did, you got to make them pay for it. Yes, and they this did. This is why I'm it. saying, like, it felt like this was total role reversal. But couldn't couldn't you see the Bears defense jumping off sides on fourth and thirteen, oh, yeah. like the third or fourth week of the season? Yeah, oh, for sure. And the opponent sticking it up our. Yeah, wait! All hell was breaking
2: loose for the Bears. It yeah. felt
3: good yesterday yeah. to be the team that was more disciplined, that was, was was more. More, more talented in, in terms of getting the job done and making right decisions.
2: All right. Uh, when we come back, I want to take more calls. We will, I want to play a couple of the final songs, uh, top ten. Uh, we haven't gotten to that because we've been so much in the Victory Bears' conversation. Yeah, Victory Monday and the Bears' conversation. And then get to Otani. Um, what will the Cubs do now? And were you disappointed? Um, and would you have paid $700 million? <laughs> What was what was your initial reaction? Oh, Oh, seven hundred million. Um, okay, thank goodness the Cubs didn't get them, or I would have paid seven hundred million for Otani. Three one two three three two three seven seven six, all that coming up next.